0: Hello and welcome to New Mexico Castaways, the enchanting podcast following my family's adventures from living in New Mexico to living on a sailing catamaran and now currently living in Austin, Texas. And I actually have an in-between living kind of as full-time traveling family. So I'm Rosalinda Roman, if you're new to my channel, and generally my podcast is affectionately referred to as Rosalinda ramblings, because it's really just where I work out a lot of things that I'm processing in my life as the mom of three and wife of my husband, Nathan, and a, and a fur baby mom of Nala. And this is basically where I kind of work out our process as a traveling family, as a family that lived on the sailing catamaran, the Dawn Treader. But today is going to be something different and a treat, I think. And that's, I had a captive audience just a minute ago where i was driving my daughter Ahava who is 14 to a American Red Cross CPR class that she signed up for on her own she's been wanting to take partially because she wants to start doing some babysitting and wants to have those skills and partially because she just is interested in the medical field in general and so she wants to have those skills so i decided i brought my little zoom handy 4h something like that, recorder. And I was just gonna kind of document where we are in our lives and just kind of talk with her just for the sake of recording. Because if you guys know me at all, you know I record everything and to great annoyance of my family, but I do record a lot of things. And so I was like, oh, let me just record where we are because there's a lot going on in our lives in general and her life specifically. And so I just turned on the recorder and started talking with her. Well, because she grew up with me recording and especially while we were living on the sailing catamaran, I recorded a lot of audio podcasts, a lot of audio sound. She's very comfortable and so she just took it away and she started sharing her story a little bit and I think it is New Mexico Castaways Worthy, an episode. You guys have heard a lot about them from me and I know you've heard them from time to time on this podcast, but this is mostly going to be an episode where Ahava shares what she's going through here in Austin, Texas. No longer living on the boat. She is a competitive gymnast you need to know that for the purposes of understanding why it is so you know the significance of what she's talking about she's been competitive gymnast for years it's a big part of what has kind of shaped our decisions as a family on where we're going to be and what we're going to do a big part of why we are here in Texas is because she really likes the gym that she has been training at and so now that she just had a terrible injury, which she's going to talk about, and you can listen to. Now she has some big choices to have to make. And it's probably too soon to make those decisions, but I thought you might find it interesting to kind of listen to the process. So without further ado, here is an interview with 14-year-old Ahava. All right, I'm in the car with, who am I here with? Ahava. And where are we heading? To a American Red Cross course.
1: It's a CPR, AED, and adult and pediatric first aid course. Awesome. Why, why are you taking that course? Well, I want to start babysitting, and also it'll be good just to know
0: those things. So, yeah. Are you excited about the class? Yes, I'm excited, but also nervous yeah we're not sure if there's like an age requirement or anything like that right I
1: looked a lot and i didn't see anything and also i'm on crutches right now because i just had knee surgery like i can walk without them but right now they're kind of like a safety thing maybe so i don't know like how much they'll let me do if they think i can't
0: walk or something like that but i can walk without them now yeah so got your leg is in a brace my whole leg is in a brace yes tell me about why and what kind of take us back why you had surgery
1: so about 2 months ago it was 4 days before my first actual competition and in Austin Texas and my last turn on our last event of the day it was bars and so we have two coaches right one of them is the main coach for like like they each take events but only like one coach usually goes to meets so the coach that usually takes bars wasn't going to be the one going to the meet and sometimes i needed a spot on the dismount called a flyaway and so she was going to try like spotting me just to practice and then for the first time like just practice for the meet and i did the flyaway and I badly? It hurt a lot. I felt a pop, and I just knew it wasn't right. I never cry at gym, like a bunch of other people. It's not saying that there's something wrong with that. I just never cry at gym. But this was the first time I ever cried at gym.
0: You've been there solidly since August. And yeah, and uh, two other months before that.
1: And it's March right now, so
0: yeah. Were they shocked to see you cry? Yeah,
1: and it was just not good. So my dad came and picked me up, and then two days later, we got MRI. And then on my birthday, which was that Monday, the day after I was supposed to compete, I found out that I would have to get surgery because I completely tore my ACL. It was
0: your 14th birthday.
1: Yeah, my golden birthday. And I found out that I was going to get surgery and that my whole competition season
0: was shot before it even started yeah so it was such a bummer yeah
1: anyway that's the story behind And so that's it was like two months ago that i got the surgery because after i found two months ago that
0: you got injured
1: two months ago that i got injured one month ago that i got the surgery okay. and i've been doing physical therapy twice a week and, and how's that
0: what is physical therapy mean? well first of all the surgery surgery went well right
1: yeah they didn't know whether i had a like torn meniscus or not would have changed it so my teammate about a month before or a month and a half had a similar injury except hers was worse so like she tore her acl she also which these are all like ligaments or just stuff in your knee the inner
0: yeah. Doodad of your
1: knee. So she tore her ACL and partially tore her MCL and she tore her meniscus where I just tore my ACL and I like pulled my MCL and they didn't know whether I tore my meniscus or not because they couldn't tell from the MRI. But luckily it turns out that it wasn't torn because if it had been torn, because then you're not allowed to bear weight for like six weeks versus it's like one week if it's just the ACL. Your teammate
0: versus what happened for real for you? Yes. Yeah. So then after the surgery, they fig- uh, during the surgery, they figured out you didn't tear your meniscus and they repaired the ACL.
1: Yeah, they used a hamstring graft.
0: Which, uh,
1: yeah. Because your ACL won't repair itself, but your hamstring will, like, regenerate. So they took a little piece of my hamstring and then they kind of made it into my new ACL. Which is wild that they can do that. Yeah. So then after
0: that, you start a PT physical
1: therapy. Yeah, two days later after the surgery I started physical therapy. I really like my physical therapist. Yeah, he's
0: really
1: good but it's getting harder and more painful. I mean, we work on a bunch of different stuff, like strengthening it and bending it and straightening it because I think it was six weeks. If you don't have the full range of motion, it'll be like, you might never get it back or it'll just be so hard to get that full range of motion back if you don't have it by that six week mark. And right now I'm getting to like 134 degrees. what is the goal? I don't know. 157 maybe? They just measured how far my other knee, like the normal knee, could bend and straighten and then those were the goals. So like straight for most people is normally zero, but I can go to negative
0: six. So they're just trying to make sure that the like that paired knee matches the other knee. Yeah. So it's going well. It's painful. In the beginning you had to take some serious pain meds. You've weaned yourself off that.
1: Yeah, that was just pain from the surgery and stuff like that. The first week and a half was really bad, but it got better and then... Okay,
0: so now, what are you thinking? Because now, it's not just a couple of weeks of... Yeah, it's like six to
1: eight months before I can, like, where I'm allowed to get back to doing what I was doing. And so I was a level six, which there's a whole different story behind that.
0: But... What is the story? No. I'll, well, but I mean, I'll you, say that a different you don't have to time. Tell the whole story, but basically, part of it is you were living on a boat, and so you didn't train during that time as much as you would like to have, right? Yeah. But you'll talk. talk anyway, about that another time. Go ahead. I don't even remember. No, no, no! Don't do that. I'm sorry. I made you mad. So. Okay, hang on a second, let me pause right here, and as you can hear, all of a sudden Ahava stopped talking and got into a little bit, not really an argument, but she decided she didn't want to talk about what I asked about. And she has that right and prerogative. And part of the challenge of being a broadcast minded mommy is knowing when to stop and when to push. And really as a reporter in general, even if she wasn't my kid, you know, trying not to kill the interview and being aware of the moments where you need to back off. So I just kind of regrouped, paused, shifted and got her back to talking again. So that's what you just heard. It was a little awkwardness between us and I was really worried because I'm going to be totally honest, having a teenager is completely new territory to me. Ahava is our first and I've never experienced what it's like to go from basically being the center of her world to, you know, being able to annoy her in 0.5 seconds flat or less and just really what that process has been like. It's new to all... All of us. And it's new to her. So even I'm sure she wouldn't be aware of the moment when to expect the conflict. But you know, I try to roll with it. I definitely take things too personally sometimes because I am very much involved with my kids and I'm a full time mom. And so yeah, it's been a journey where we are learning together how to navigate communication in a whole new way. And that since I'm all about communication, it is not easy for me. It's not I'm sure easy for them. But this was a perfect example of where it wasn't going to go where we wanted it to go. And if I pushed, I knew we were about to get into a fight or it would just ruin that moment. So I eased back, I pulled back and pivoted to quote Jenny Blake, one of the podcasts I really enjoy listening to, I saw that I needed to pivot. And I pivoted in the interview with Ahava. So now let's continue because, gratefully, she did not uh, get upset. And she shifted and we continued for another good part of the conversation. So here's that part. I don't
1: know whether I want to go back or not because it's a lot of work. It's Gymnastics is not like a sport like softball or something where you could just take a bunch of time off and then you'll still be able to play. If you take a bunch of time off in gymnastics, you're going to lose your skill. And this time off, I guess, is unavoidable. I think some of my teammates are even competing right now. Yeah and i don't know it's a lot of work to get back to where i was and then my goal i don't know is or was collegiate level gymnastic so to get where i would need to be for that i would have to move up two levels from where i am now in addition to like getting back to where i was then i would have to work
0: two levels up so do you feel like you're not sure if you can or you're not sure if you want to Well, yeah. What are your coaches saying?
1: I mean, they think I can do it, but I just don't know. And we don't even know where we're going to be living within the next few months. And well, there is that.
0: That's kind of always a thing.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> never know where we're going to be. It's just
0: crazy. And So if you did work back to it, it would be next season. So basically a year from now that you would start competing again.
1: Yes. And I would compete as a level eight. So that's a tall. Top- And in Texas it just like the standards are a lot higher than in say like New Mexico or Florida and it's a lot different yeah. They have much higher standard and much more
0: competition, I guess. Yeah, and the thing that strikes me about Texas is you're not just competing in Austin. Most of your teammates are competing all over the state. Right. Right. Well, that's the way it was in New
1: Mexico. Uh, Maybe at the higher levels, yeah. No, they're not just competing all over the state. Like, regionals and national, they'll compete out of state, too. So, anyway, the question
0: is whether you want to do it if you do
1: it. Yeah I talked to the physical therapist about that and he said that he thinks it's too early to decide. Like for example say you talk to a mom that has like just given birth or something and ask her when she's gonna have her next kid. <laughs> she's yeah. not gonna she punch you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's not gonna want to decide that right after she like just went right. through the trauma of having that's a the first really good
0: kid. analogy yeah that's exactly right. You can't tell. Like you honestly you're not in a place where you can even think about it yet. Yeah. But you feel like you need to think about it, right? Yeah. Mixed feeling. Anyway. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. And the other question that you brought up is we don't know where we're going to move or if we're going to stay here. Do you have a preference? I don't know what what would be the argument for staying
1: here. I really like Texas and we found like a really good neighborhood. I mean, most of us have friends here, but Ziva, because she doesn't want to be here. Ziva doesn't want to be here, so she refuses to, like, try and make friends or like it in any way, but all the rest of our family has friends here, and it's much easier for people to come and visit us. Like, for example, just my aunt just came in, and she works at United, so she just, out of the blue, decided, like, that same day, so she got off of work at noon, so she caught a 12.45 flight to come and see us, and she's here right now.
0: That's that's because there are more flights to Austin from Chicago than... To, trying to get to Albuquerque would be, is very difficult. Yeah,
1: and we didn't even live
0: in Albuquerque. Right. So. Well, and then we just came from New Mexico. How was that for you? Did that make you think you might want to move back there in any it was way? Because really you did see a friend of yours. Yeah, it was
1: really pretty there, but I don't miss it. It's not that I don't like it, it's just the schools and the sports aren't as good there so here with my teammates I'm like we're really close and like we always go out and randomly just do something like go to San Antonio to Six Flags or go to a movie or just random stuff or go wander around Ikea (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah but I could never do that in New Mexico because here everyone like you can easily drive and if my parents can't drive me then they could pick me up but in New Mexico we're like 45 minutes from Albuquerque, depending on the traffic. Yeah,
0: your teammates would not be living near you if you
1: did. Yeah, they away. wouldn't be living near me. And even if, like, we couldn't just go out and go somewhere because everything is so spread out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had not
0: thought about that, actually.
1: And you couldn't just go across yeah, that and I talk to your about. neighbors. Because <laughs> she that. had a uh, girls' night out with our neighbors. We live in a cul-de-sac, and everyone's really nice there. And she had, like, a ladies' night out with them and had a really good time, but you couldn't really just go sit out in the middle of the cul-de-sac. Because a lot of the time we, like we have a fire pit that we like to take out. And you can do that in New Mexico. Unless I want to hang out
0: with the coyotes. Yeah. With, uh, mountain lions. Mm-hmm. But not a lot of girlfriend
1: time. So, and I did have great girlfriends there. I but. mean, I do wish it snowed here. Yeah. A lot so that it wasn't gross snow. Yeah. I, but I mommy doesn't feel that way. <laughs> not at all. But, but anyway, so you're those torn. are my thoughts. Is there anything that would make you want to move back there? It'd be cool to design, so we're thinking of building a new house because we have like a bunch of land in the mountains outside of Albuquerque and to Harris and it'd be cool to design a house the way we wanted. Yeah. Well it's a lot to consider. There's plenty of other options too, but we can talk right. about that later. Like Tucson. Tucson.
0: Is an option Yeah, moving there. to
1: Tucson uh, Traveling
0: No house at all And
1: travel the world mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's another option That's for me <laughs> Yeah, we just don't know There's so many things unknown. To think about And unknown And yeah Just people's opinions And hopes And dreams And stuff like that I mean, I do like that In our family We actually consider that And we don't just like the parents don't just make a decision. I mean, they obviously get final say, but they take into account that stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because, you know, it affects you guys just as much as it affects us. Or maybe more so. Because you're the ones that are, you know, at school age. And the other factor that we didn't talk about is you're talking about going to homeschool currently.
1: Yeah, I want to go to like a regular, I guess, public high order. school. Because I, like, since I've been, I didn't go to a public middle school. I don't want to go straight from just being homeschooled to a college kind of setting. Okay. I'm going to, uh, we should wrap this up because yes. we're we almost should. there. We so should.
0: Awesome, thank you. Well, there you have it. An episode of Ahava's Thoughts. And she's such a cool kid, isn't she? She's really very thoughtful, well-spoken. Yes, I know I'm biased, but it's fun for me to listen to her process the things out loud, the way that we've all been processing these things as a family. I think she appreciates our family's, you know, quirks, and obviously she's feeling some frustration. Something we didn't really get into too much, but part of why she's struggling right now is that her friends are all relating to gymnastics. Her teammates, as she's talked about, they go do things, they have a lot of fun. She doesn't see them five hours, I mean, five and a half hours, five days a week, like she was when she was training. And so that's part of the healing process and feeling like, you know, it's been hard because she homeschools, meaning she does an online school, and then she doesn't see her teammates. So it's been a lonely time since she injured herself, and we've done what we can to kind of help her connect with her friends but I know she misses them terribly. Gratefully, they're super sweet girls. They were coming over twice a week. I think we need to rekindle that. They're busy with competitions this weekend, but I'll make a priority to get them together again. And yeah, trying to figure out where she's going to go to high school. The schools here where we live in Round Rock are exceptional by all accounts. Everybody who goes to these schools speaks so highly of them. And everyone who, you know, just like on all the metrics or whatever, they measure very highly and they're very well regarded. But that's not everything obviously. For Ziva, and she kind of alluded to that, Hava, talked a little bit about that, about Ziva and her not wanting to make friends here. Well, the reason for that is that her best friend lives in New Mexico and we just went on a skiing trip to New Mexico last weekend and Ziva's best friend Presley went with us. Well, went with Nathan and Samuel and Ziva to go skiing and they had so much fun for two days in a row of great skiing and it just reinforced the fact that Ziva wants to move back to New Mexico. So we've got that dilemma that we're still working out with my sister here visiting, as Ahava mentioned. It was funny because she's like, you should want to move to Texas. And she was trying to talk Ziva into it because it is easier for her to get to and she likes it here. But we'll have to decide. We've got some choices to make. An update on our house, our tenant, the guy that's renting our house, he is a pretty well-known drummer in a band called Symphony X. And he's about to go on tour. He has been renting our house in New Mexico since we moved out to move onto to the boat two years ago. And so he is about to go on tour with his band. And so he's going to be moving out of our house and we're going to do some work on it. It needs some like structural work and just kind of a general overhaul. So that leaves the possibility that we could move back to New Mexico. But we don't know if that's where we want to go or what we want to do. So at the very least, we'll fix up the house, maybe put it in VRBO because it is on 75 acres in the mountains outside of Albuquerque. It's a beautiful space. We'll see. Lots of we'll sees going on, but for now, I just wanted to say thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode with Ahava as much as I enjoyed chatting with her. And I will check in soon. Thanks for listening to New Mexico Castaways. If you want to join the New Mexico Castaways crew, that's where I will share more pictures and videos and whatnot. You can go to newmexicast.com for all the information. Thanks again. Again, I'm Rosalinda Roma.